Hey, folks, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. Well, it is here in Southern It is 5 o'clock somewhere, and it's actually, uh, it's actually, no, it's not. It's 5.30 somewhere. Yeah, we are we're delayed a half uh, yeah. hour just because you know things are, so much happening in the world today, so much happening here in the United States today, so much to talk about today that I figured we would just forego our intro music and nonsense that we do in the beginning because we got such serious things to talk about today on this very sad day in America, on June twenty fourth, twenty twenty two, when te- when essentially women's women became second class citizens in the United States of America. Uh, Amanda, we're all coming yes, over um, to join you. We're all coming over to join you in the UK. We heard you it should invite all the women well, in the U.S. and you guys, you boys, come on over to the, to the U.K. We'll be happy to have you. Yes. <laughs> We're all coming shame, over. Okay. It's a shame. It's a shame. A woman it's, can't it's, do what she wants to do with her body. Yeah. Or mine. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's. Yeah. yeah. I know, right? Very, very sad day. Yeah. Oh, I know. That's, that's, like mo- that's like modern day slavery. It's not good, is it? I mean, again, we've we've gone back and forward to this. Where it, where do you draw the line? But at the end of the day, no court should have the right to say no. This woman can't do it. It should be morally and spiritually her decision to do these things. Catastrophe. Yeah. 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 It is. It really. You know, yeah. essentially, it's the first time ever in history, the very very first time in history, in American history, that a constitutional right granted by the Supreme Court was taken away. For nearly nearly 50 years, women yeah. had the right of privacy, first of all, of privacy, and the right to do as they feel fit for their lives, their bodies, their loved ones, their pastor, their rabbi, their family, their significant other, whatever the case might be, it was their right to do what they want to do. Like it or not, yeah. That was a that was a constitutional right granted by the Supreme Court in in 1973, and yeah. um, it's it says you know and and these 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 appointees by none other than the previous president of the United States Donald J Trump, who were not judges they are political figures masquerading in judges' robes is what they are they're politicians and and they had no you know and they were each at the confirmation hearings each one was asked their, how, what their stance would be on Roe v. Wade in one way or another because that is a crucial and important decision which has gone back and forth like a ping-pong ball in such debate in this country ever since Roe v. Wade happened in 1973. Yeah. And, um, and, and they each said, both in private meetings with senators and during the, the confirmation hearings, that it's, it's law, it's rule, it's the law and the rule of the land. They lied. Yeah. And, and why does it surprise us if they lied? Because the person who appointed them was the largest liar ever in this country's history, especially yeah. when he became president of the United States, talking about liars. So why does that surprise anybody that they lied? It shouldn't. And, and yeah. the question is, this will never happen. The question is, if they lied, and it, they obviously did, during the process of their nomination, is that an impeachable offense as a Supreme Court justice? I don't know. Uh, probably yeah. not. I don't really know. But but I, when I heard that, I mean, we knew it was coming. We we knew it was happening. But because of the leak, um, uh, Alito's leak uh, that happened about a month ago, when Politico reported it uh, about a month ago, uh, that this would be Alito's writing, and um, it, it's it's just so we knew it was happening. But here's what 
what gets me, and, and I, you know, I think I've, I've talked about it on this program many a time. We've talked about the issue many, uh, much time in the past few years on this show, a couple of years. Um, I worked at Planned Parenthood for about three years or so in my teens and, and had such an inside view and a, a inside uh, scoop of the trials, the tribulations, the, the decisions that, that one must make in, in deciding whether to maintain a pregnancy or not. Uh, you know, rapes, incest. Stepfather incest, father incest, rape, brother rape, boyfriend, girlfriend, oh, wow. uh, you know, get carried away, bam, when they're 14, yeah. 15 years old. Um, yeah. Many, many people of lower income, many people of lower income, uh-oh, and things happen, uh-oh, uh, things happen. You know, you know, we didn't, we didn't want to get pregnant. And also, you know, we can't, we can't assume that, that, that the decision to have an abortion is an easy decision or, or a decision that a woman actually wants to make. You know, we, we exactly. you know. We we can't. Who are we to say what that woman wants to do, w- w- doesn't want to do, and how that decision comes to be? That is a private decision. Is it was, it was found to be a private decision in a Roe v. Wade Supreme Court battle in 1973, and yeah. and I, I just you know this is such an incredibly backward move. I mean I mean some states. Well let let me back up a little bit. The United States Supreme Court did not ban yeah. abortion in the United States. That did not happen. That did yeah. not happen. I want to be very clear yeah. about that. That did not happen. But what they did do is turn the, the, that ruling, whether they wanted to allow abortion or not, back to the individual state. Right. So there are so, in some respects, when you think about you know, the federal government, you know, State people are different. States are all different. You know, there's a lot of people who say we need to downsize government. It's too big. They're getting involved in every decision we make. This needs. We need a smaller government. We need more states to take more. You know, you know, people who live in a state they should they should decide what's right for them in that state, Not, and yeah. get the federal government get the federal government out of our pockets, out of our individual lives. Let them protect this country. Let them do what they're supposed to do, and and let let us rule in, in a smaller. You know, state by state. You know, and, and, there, and in some respects, uh, I'm, I'm about that when it comes to certain economic decisions and business decisions and taxation decisions and blah blah blah. But something like this, when you're talking about women, every woman in this country, not in a state, but in this entire country, being affected by this, um, it, it's it's it, that some states have actually have trigger laws that take effect. And what they let me explain what that is. Before this decision, yeah, states, the Congress of a particular state decides: should we have the right to decide whether abortion is appropriate in this state or not? We want the ruling in our state to take effect as soon as the Supreme Court decides this. So, in other words, if abortion is illegal in our state. When we hear that the Supreme Court said, yay, it's back to the states, then at that moment, at that time, at that hour, it's going to be legal in the state. So in other words, the women in that state, if they woke up with abortion being legal in that state, they might go to bed that night, abortion being illegal in that state. Right. Right, uh, right away, effective right away. Yeah. In other states, 30 days, in other states, things, different things have to happen, and blah, 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 and governor's sign, and this, and that, and that. So it depends what state you're in. And in some of these states, 
not only is abortion illegal, but if you were raped, if you conceived that baby by by intercourse with you know incest by by a brother, by a stepfather, by a father, you have to carry that baby to term whether you want to or not. Too bad. That's crazy. Too bad. Yeah. Too bad. Too bad. Oh, you were raped. Oh, oh, we feel bad. Oh, you're pregnant from that rape. Oh, we'll take care of you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just unbelievable to me. Well, the and, thing uh, is, now yeah. you know, now they've made this ruling, it's going to cause other implications because there are going to be women now that will find other ways to get rid of the baby. Yeah. And it makes it seem like it's an accident because there's ways oh, to yeah. do it. Of course. You know? Let me ask you and a question. It, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, sis. No, no, no. You know, a friend of mine's right, they was going to try to have a baby, right? And she had problems um, having babies and everything, and they was going to try to make another baby. But if the if just say if the baby um, come out like deformed or something like that, that means they got to keep it. Yes, yeah. that's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Which again, that topic in itself opens up another can of worms, you know, because you know many people are against the idea of you should be responsible and, and, and if the baby there's always a chance of the baby being deformed and you know you shouldn't get rid of it if it's deformed and then you've got the other people like well that's no quality of life for the baby or the parents so they should have the right to say well you know it's going to be no good for the child we want to have this abortion there's, there's always going to be those two sides of conflict with with everything in life it doesn't matter what it is abortion so even what flavour potato chips you like <laughs> you know it's just there's always going to be an argument for and against something, and I want what I want to know is what is this ruling? Why? What is the legit reason that they now made this an illegal thing? Um, what is it they're putting across as to why they've made this decision? Do you guys know? I don't understand. What do you mean? What? Yeah. The, the, I want to know uh, what is the basis of their decision. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, it, it's a case oh. in the state of Missouri um, uh, where Missouri uh, – they've tried to strike down a law in Missouri that, that prohibited abortions after 15 weeks. And yeah. it went from one court to another up higher court to a higher court to an appellate court, eventually made its way to the Supreme Court, at which time the Supreme Court made a ruling on Roe v. Wade, period. And, okay. and uh and, and furthermore, we have one Supreme Court justice by the name of Clarence Thomas who said, you know, at, at the end of his, his decision wrote, you know, not these exact words, that, you know, while we're at it, we need to examine gay marriage, birth control. We need to see if these, if these have any legal uh, uh, bearing as well. Yeah. We, we need, you know, this whole thing about uh, women marrying women and men marrying men. We we have to decide. We yeah. should look at that and maybe pass down a decision on that too. And not only that, but I think we should have a decision. You know, is our IU, maybe IUDs and birth control is illegal. You know, we we might we might have to look at the morning after pill. We have to look at birth control. I, I think you know IUDs you know should be illegal. We we that not not you know, nah, no birth control. Mm-mm. No. Uh, you know, Sorry, go on. Yeah, what are you going to say, Cornell? <laughs> Andy, Cornell. No, yeah. Hello, hello, hello. I, I was going to say anything, guys. I said that's crazy. I was going to say, I apologize. I was going to say anything. I was listening. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, shit, I forgot what I was going to say. 
Oh shit! You can like Andy. That's, that's, or, uh, that's or, uh, that, that's my job. <laughs> oh yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, what level are we going to go to with suppression? Because it, it seems that more and more little things are creeping in to suppress, you know, um, people more, you know. And um, you could look at it like that. Um, there are, there's a million ways to look at it, but it just seems with everything that this world has been through in the past several years, uh, things are not getting any better for anyone and they're having this on top of what we've just been through the, the most biggest thing in, in, in most recent human history with COVID and now you know this massive recession we've got going on and now they say no no by the way women yeah forget abortion because you can't have it it, it just seems that we're, we're, we're being put under some little by little more and more pressure you know oh we're going to take this away from you oh we're going to do this and you're going to have to like it sorry and you know it gets to the point of where you feel that slight retaliation in you and there's moments when i feel that in me i'm not going to lie and i can understand why people go out and protest i can understand why people get angry and want to aim their anger um at government and once you understand this it's kind of like well okay i understand where this comes from However, they do go over the top of it, there's no doubt about it, but when you get so much anger built up over time and you're tired of the, the bullshit and the suppression and all these other things going on, yeah, sure, it gets to the point where people snap. And I don't think there's enough done where government meets the public halfway. You know, we, we, we get asked what we want from our government, from our presidents and... And it's like, okay, well, yeah, I'll sweet talk you. I'll offer you all these wonderful things I'm going to promise you. And most of them get done, not all of them, because that's, that's quite a job for any president. Or, you know, yeah. I understand that. It's just that I think when things like this happen, it's just another nail in, in humanity's coffin. That's what it feels like. It's like, okay, so how, how um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um... Damn it! Oh, I hate when that happens. I hate when that happens. <laughs> How submissive do you have to be? What what point do you step forward as an individual and say, I've had enough, enough's enough. How can I go about pushing for some sort of change? Because I feel everything in me is saying, I need to do this to show this feeling that I'm carrying all the time, this heaviness. I'm desperate for change. There are people out there like me that are desperate for change. We want to make this happen. And, yeah, this is why we have riots on the street and police fighting them back and everybody getting hurt because it doesn't feel like we're being met halfway. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. you know, you, you lose faith in so many factors of the way society is and the way it functions and the people like, we're meant it's to like trust hmm? It's like we live in Gotham City. You know what I mean? Gotham like, City, I yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. Where's Batman when you need him? Because <laughs> the, the yeah. Joker took over. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it's when you think about it, when you when you think, you know, I, I'm, I mean, this is a horrible thing that happened today. Uh, and, and, and also, you know, and you know something? We had the last president, Donald Trump, put these three idiots, these imbeciles, in the Supreme Court. Um, a, a real estate a failed real estate businessman, a scam artist, a con man, somebody who's, we now have the evidence that he was implicit in the 
attempted overthrow of our own democracy, of a coup to keep him in power. There's evidence now that he did that. He will more than likely be indicted, might even be uh, uh, convicted, might, maybe, maybe, and might even go to jail. And this is the guy who put these three Supreme Court justices in, um, one of which was uh, put in when there was 11 months left of the presidential cycle when um, – uh, no, I mean, when it, didn't, it was denied, uh, Merrick Garland, who's the uh, Attorney General of the United States, was supposed to be nominated and confirmed when we had 11 months left of the presidential cycle. No, uh, Mitch McConnell said, no, it ain't going to happen. But yet when we had a month left, they, he put the, you know, that woman, I forget her name is, um, whoever, I, don't, I can't even think about it. I'm so upset about all this shit. But anyway, yeah. um, it, it's just, you know, Trump put these people in. Who the fuck? Yeah. What? What? I don't know. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, this is all because people are pro-life, okay? And we've had this discussion before about pro-life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But how can you be pro-life in one aspect of society at large, okay? So in society, we've got many factors. We've got the abortion side of things. We've got murderers running around there taking people's lives. We've got war going on where our own soldiers are going over to certain places and killing other people. So if you're pro-life in one area, that's a little bit hypocritical. If you're, if you're pro-life in all areas, then I understand where you're coming from. You can't really say you're pro-life in one area and not in another. Do you see what yep. I'm saying? Of course. So there's, of course. there's a real hypocrisy going on with, I think, the way people perceive things sometimes and the, the, what they what they believe and everybody's entitled to believe exactly what they want to and then feel passionate about what they believe you know i believe in that alone but i think you can't target one area and say okay we're going to stop people from having abortions um because it's all to do with babies and people with babies and children it's such a sore subject and such a an emotional subject that immediately people get angry in like zero to sixty and the second flat. So it, it's it's a very sensitive subject. When people are going out there fighting wars and taking other people's lives and children are being murdered in other countries from bombs being dropped and things like that, where are these protesters then going over there and saying, okay, well, I'm pro-life. I don't want you to do this anymore. I don't want my country to do this anymore. And, you know, yeah. it, it's like, it just seems so hypocritical to be in favor of one thing and not another. But yes, yes. that's just the way I'm seeing it right now. Who knows? Maybe in several months I'm going to see things differently because our news always changes. You know something else? Uh, also, the, the uh, Congress did pass today uh, at least the first move in t- towards a positive gun control, uh, in moving the, the yes, age from 15 to 21, a few other things. That's another um, thing, yeah. That, that, yeah, so we have, but at the same time, the same Supreme Court decided, looking at the state of New York, decided that... Um, Okay, let's let's back up a little bit. Okay, this this the Supreme Court said as we are turning over the right to be pro-choice or not over to the states. The same okay, so a state the state will decide. At the yeah. same time, they said, oh, we're providing um, the federal government, the feds now, a federal law a ruling by the Supreme Court make it uh, illegal to carry a a concealed weapon. Not on a state-by-state basis, but by the federal government. But wait a minute. Yeah. Wait, what? 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 Yeah. Uh, excuse me why I scratched my head on that one. Wait one sec. Okay. Got it. <laughs> All right. Now. <laughs> make, make sure I don't fall out. 
Make sure all you hear don't fall out when you scratch. Uh-oh, 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 we're in trouble now. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Anyway, it's just, uh, you know, but, right. but you know, gun control is yeah. a big part of that too. If you're pro-life, why are you putting a, a murder weapon in people's hands to go around killing other people? Yeah. So that makes yeah. them just as responsible as the people actually going out there and committing the murder. So yeah, that's, you know, that's the way I see it. Yeah, so basically yeah, you, can carry, you carry a concealed weapon, you're in this bar in New York somewhere, and you get in a heated argument. Normally, you, don't, you know, you're a good person, guy, girl, whatever. But you get to this heated argument with somebody, or somebody says something you don't like, you've had one too many, you pull out your, you, you pull out your concealed weapon, they pull out their concealed weapon, and, we, uh, and it's a Western free-for-all. Why don't we get our cowboy boots, our studs, and a horse out front? <laughs> That's what it's coming to. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh man, this is, feels like one of those days where the whole world is going down the toilet, right? I just yes, cannot yeah. believe it. I cannot yeah. believe it. You know, yeah. it's like new rules are every week. Every week is another law that I'm passing rules. I'm like, what is going on? People are killing yeah. each other. It's like, the hell well, the thing on? is, I think it's been. I mean, it's, I think it's been planned for a long time in many ways. There's, there's, there's always wanted to be a change and shift in power, laws, how we do things, society, and things like, I don't know, a massive COVID outbreak is a perfect way to start implementing new ways of, of doing things. And, you know, making laws like this is a new way of changing things up. And I think we're going to see plenty more of it over the next 10, 20 years of reshaping society and, and how things are going to happen and uh, what we have to basically deal with. And um, yeah. it's probably even going to take longer than that. But they've been wanting this for such a long time. A lot of change they in government. Been. People have been asking for it, whether they're conscious of what they're asking for or not. They're going to get something, whether they like it or not. I don't know. But, you mm. know, it's kind of like, okay, well, you've asked for change. This is what we're going to give you. And you've got to like it. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. We have, a, uh, we have an audio clip here. I'm not sure what it is. It just uh, came through here. And I think it's Nancy Pelosi addressing um, who, who early this morning came out. And um, let's find out what she said. Let's, let's take a listen. Today, the Republican-controlled Supreme Court has achieved their dark, extreme goal of ripping away a woman's right to make their own dis- reproductive health decisions. Because of Donald Trump, Mitch McConnell... And the Republican Party, their supermajority in the Supreme Court, American women today have less freedom than their mothers. With Roe and their attempt to destroy it, radical Republicans are charging ahead with their crusades to criminalize health freedom. Such a contradiction. Yesterday, the states cannot make laws governing the constitutional right to bear arms. And today, they're saying the exact reverse, that the states can overturn a constitutional right for 50 years, a constitutional right for women having the right to choose. The hypocrisy is raging, but the harm is endless. What this means to women is such an insult. It's a slap in the face to women about using their own judgment to make their own decisions about their reproductive freedom. 
Yeah. Very true. Wow. Of course, you know, another but, thing we've, we've mentioned before about all of this is the root of the problem. So if people are, are having these, um, forgetting the fact that, you know, you've got um, people's own family members raping their family members and, you know, you've got the whole incest aspect of these abortions going on. And you think about the, the other people that are, are pretty much careless when it comes to having sex. They go out, get drunk, you know, yeah. have sex, forget to use protection or just don't care about having protection. And then, you know, it's okay. So, yes, these people are responsible for, for how they handle that situation. However, when you've got a society, again, built on sex, it's everywhere, it's exploited everywhere, it's encouraged, you know, um, Children got access to it so easily, and when it comes to time for their hormones to start changing in their bodies and they start feeding things, of course, they're going to want to act on the things that they've been seeing and, and heard about, and then you've got the influence of, of, of other society members saying, oh, yeah, go ahead, do this, try this, and you know. So, again, there's a root to, to every issue, and I bet that's not even being looked at, you know? Yep, and yeah, I'm I agree. Saying, okay, I'm not saying people, you know, don't go out and watch porn. Uh, it's there. You no, don't, no, do, no. Go do your yeah, own go thing. out and, no, go yeah. do it. By all means. Know, men men no, will no, fight no, me all the way on that, but. No, 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 <laughs> any, no, 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 any good flicks you can talk about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. We have a, we have a caller who's uh, rowing on the Nile River right now. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, unbelievable. I can't believe we're getting reception here. It's coming static, but we do have a caller who's on a rowboat. Right now, uh, says she's been on the show before, but has never called in from the Nile River. Let's see who uh, this could be. Wait, is this uh, is this Lisa? Hello. <laughs> the Nile River, I like that. That's a good one, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy, you didn't tell me you were going on the Nile, was it? Yeah. She's always calling. From, she's calling from Nebraska, South Carolina, the Nile River. This girl is amazing. This woman, amazing. The Nile River. Oh my gosh, Lisa, you're Cleopatra now. <laughs> Cornell, how are you? Hi, Amanda, how are you? I'm good, darling. Thank you. How's yourself? I just had to call in because, you know, all of America's mad. So, you know, oh, yeah. it's just uh, craziness. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame. You, you know, What's your perspective is... on it, Lisa? Well, my perspective is I feel like this has been going on for a while, like, I don't believe in conspiracy theories, but the government is just trying to strip away all of our rights. So we're starting with abortion, and then, like you said, it's going to go to gay rights, and it's going to go to black and white marriages, and then taking away contraception, and just taking away all of our rights. I mean, it's just slowly been stripping away for the last, well, definitely four or five years. But, you know, I just think it's, we're going backwards. I mean, we, we are. How can you overturn a law that's been there for fifty years? That's ridiculous. fifty years. It cut. Now, here's the thing about it: that you don't. You know, I, I'm not a pro-abortion person. I'm not. I'm not an anti-abortion person. I'm a pro-choice. It's not my business. I have. I'm a dad. I've got these two amazing kids. I can't. You know. Uh, you know. I've, I worked at Planned Parenthood. I've, I've, I was a, a sexually active teenager, and I've been there, done that, and I've been on both sides of the coin, and um, you know. Uh, I, I, but what I do know and respect is that whatever anybody wants to do, there are options. You need to consider the options. You need to consider your life. You need to consider where you're at, what happened, how did it happen, and make the decision. But that decision 
is between you, your loved ones, your significant other, your clergy, whatever the case might be. But it's certainly not mine and definitely not the, not the United States government. Get the hell yeah. out of our bedrooms. Get the hell out of our personal lives. Wasn't it Ronald Reagan who said the government is the problem? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Right? I agree. It, the government does not need to be in your business. I mean, really? No. Yeah. Seriously, I, I, no I, matter I, what it is. I mean, it's just I ridiculous. I can tell you this. We better invest in condoms. That gonna be the stock will go up. <laughs> yeah. And then they want to take away contraception, which doesn't make no sense because now you're gonna have more pregnancies, and you know it's just ridiculous. But I again, mean, yeah. But Lisa, it's like I was saying to Andy just now that they're not addressing the root of the problem because this yeah. goes beyond contraception. This goes beyond abortion. It goes beyond. It, it, it all roots from other areas that are promoting and pushing yeah. for this thing to happen in the first place. I agree. And I am most concerned about the government being involved in my business. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm really I'm, That's got me really worried there. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. yeah. That was the world. Why so here's, yeah. Why did so here's a good it? question, guys. Here's a good yeah. question. So who's yeah. going to take care of all these unwanted pregnancies because you can't have an abortion now? You know, yes, so. exactly. Yeah. More Here's a, a, I want to play this little interesting clip uh, addressing maybe what we were just talking about here. Listen to this. Because think of how we started. Think of that. This country was founded by a group of slave owners who told us all men are created equal. Oh, yeah. All men, except for Indians and, <laughs> and women, right? Always like to use that authentic American language. This was a small group of unelected white male landholding slave owners who also suggested their class be the only one allowed to vote. Now that is what's known as being stunningly and embarrassingly full of shit. And I think, I think Americans really show their ignorance when they say they want their politicians to be honest. What are these fucking cretins talking about? If honesty were suddenly introduced into American life, the whole system would collapse. No one would know what to do. Honesty would fuck this country up. That's right. That's true. Not the greatest country in the world, Professor. That's my answer. And with a straight face, you're going to tell students that America is so star-spangled awesome that we're the only ones in the world who have freedom? Canada has freedom. Japan has freedom. The UK, France, Italy, Germany, Spain, Australia, Belgium has freedom. So 207 sovereign states in the world, like 180 of them have freedom. Right. There is absolutely no evidence to support the statement that we're the greatest country in the world. We're 7th in literacy, 27th in math, 22nd in science, 49th in life expectancy, 178th in infant mortality, 3rd in median household income, number 4 in labor force, and number 4 in exports. We lead the world in only three categories. Number of incarcerated citizens per capita, number of adults who believe angels are real, and defense spending, where we spend more than the next 26 countries combined, 25 of whom are allies. So when you ask what makes us the greatest country in the world, I don't know what the fuck you're I know more about <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, you just wow. like you, Andy. <laughs> 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 wow. Uh, I want oh. to get number one at... Don't forget number one in mass shootings, too, but probably yeah, put that one. on the list. Oh, yeah, put that on the list. Um, I want to play, for those of you who haven't heard it, maybe those of you who have, we should hear this again. This is, I think, one of the most passionate, powerful speeches.
speeches ever given by our president, Joe Biden. Take a listen to this. Today is a, uh, it's not hyperbole to suggest a very solemn moment. Today, the Supreme Court of the United States expressly took away a constitutional right from the American people that it had already recognized. They didn't limit it, they simply took it away. That's never been done to a right so important to so many Americans, but they did it. It's a sad day for the court and for the country. Fifty years ago, Roe v. Wade was decided and has been the law of the land since then. This landmark case protected a woman's right to choose, her right to make intensely personal decisions with her doctor, free from the, inter from the interference of politics. It reaffirmed basic principles of equality, that women have the power to control their own destiny, and it reinforced a fundamental right of privacy, the right of each of us to choose how to live our lives. Now, with Roe gone, let's be very clear. The health and life of women in this nation are now at risk. As chairman and ranking member of the Senate Judiciary Committee, as vice president and now as president of the United States, I've studied this case carefully. I've overseen more Supreme Court confirmations than anyone today, where this case was always discussed. I believe Roe v. Wade was the correct decision as a matter of constitutional law and application of the fundamental right to privacy and liberty in matters of family and personal autonomy. It was a decision on a complex matter that drew a careful balance between a woman's right to choose earlier in her pregnancy, and the state's ability to regulate later in her pregnancy. A decision with broad national consensus that most Americans of faith and backgrounds found acceptable, and that have been the law of the land for most of the lifetime of Americans today. And it was a constitutional principle upheld by justices appointed by Democrat and Republican presidents alike. Roe v. Wade was a 7-2 decision written by a justice appointed by a Republican president, Richard Nixon. In the five decades that followed Roe v. Wade, justices appointed by Republican presidents from Eisenhower, Nixon, and Reagan, George W. Bush, were among the justices who voted to uphold the principles set forth in Roe v. Wade. It was three justices named by one president, Donald Trump, were the core of today's decision to upend the scales of justice and eliminate a fundamental right for women in this country. Make no mistake, this decision is a culmination of a deliberate effort over decades to upset balance of our law. It's a realization of an extreme ideology and a tragic error by the Supreme Court, in my view. The court has done what it has never done before, expressly take away a constitutional right that is so fundamental to so many Americans that it had already been recognized. The court's decision to do so will have real and immediate consequences. State laws banning abortion 
are automatically taking effect today, jeopardizing the health of millions of women, some without exceptions. So extreme that women could be punished for protecting their health. So extreme that women and girls were forced to bear their rapist child. With the child, a consequence. It just, it just stuns me. So extreme that doctors will be criminalized for fulfilling their duty to care. Imagine having a young woman have to carry the child of incest as a consequence of incest. No option. Too often the case, the poor women are going to be hit the hardest. It's cruel. In fact, the court laid out state laws criminalizing abortion that go back to the 1800s <laughs> as rationale. The court literally taking America back 150 years. This is a sad day for the country, in my view. But it doesn't mean the fight's over. Let me be very clear and unambiguous. The only way we can secure a woman's right to choose the balance that existed is for Congress to restore the protections of Roe v. Wade as federal law. No executive action from the president can do that. And if Congress, as it appears, lacks the vote to vote to do that now, voters need to make their voices heard. This fall, we must elect more senators and representatives who will codify woman's right to choose in the federal law once again. Elect more state leaders to protect this right at the local level. We need to restore the protections of Roe as law of the land. We need to elect officials who will do that. This fall, Roe is on the ballot. Personal freedoms are on the ballot. The right to privacy, liberty, equality, they're all on the ballot. Until then, I will do all of my power to protect a woman's right in states where they will face the consequences of today's decision. While the court's decision casts a dark shadow over a large swath of the land, many states in this country still recognize a woman's right to choose. So, if a woman lives in a state that restricts abortion, the Supreme Court's decision does not prevent her from traveling from her home state to the state that allows it. It does not prevent a doctor in that state, in that state, from treating her. As the Attorney General has made clear, women must remain free to travel safely to another state to seek care they need. My administration will defend that bedrock right. If any state or local official, high or low, tries to interfere with a woman's ex exercise in her basic right to travel, I will do everything in my power to fight that deeply un-American attack. My administration will also protect a woman's access to medications that are approved by the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, like contraception, which is essential for preventative health care, mifeprestone, which the FDA approved 20 years ago, to safely end early pregnancies, and is commonly used to treat miscarriages. Some states are saying that they'll try to ban 
or severely restrict access to these medications. But extremist governors and state legislators are looking to block the mail or search a person's medicine cabinet or control a woman's actions by tracking data on her apps she uses are wrong and extreme and out of touch with the majority of Americans. The American Medical Association, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, wrote to me and Vice President Harris stressing that these laws are not based on are not based on evidence and asking us to act to protect access to care. They say, by limiting access to these medicines, maternal mortality will climb in America. That's what they say. Today, I'm directing the Department of Health and Human Services to take steps to ensure these critical medications are available to the fullest extent possible. And the politicians cannot interfere in the decisions that should be made between a woman and her doctor. And my administration will remain vigilant as the implications of this decision play out. I've warned about how this decision risks the broader right to privacy for everyone. That's because Roe recognized a fundamental right to privacy that has served as a basis for so many more rights that have come to take, we've come to take for granted that are ingrained in the fabric of this country. The right to make the best decisions for your health. The right to use birth control, a married couple in the privacy of their bedroom, for God's sake. The right to marry the person you love. Now, Justice Thomas said as much today. He explicitly called to reconsider the right of marriage equality, the right of couples to make their choices on contraception, this extreme and dangerous path the court is now taking us on. Let me close with two points. First, I call on everyone, no matter how deeply they care about this decision, to keep all protests peaceful. Peaceful, peaceful, peaceful. No intimidation. Violence is never acceptable. Threats and intimidation are not speech. We must stand against violence in any form, regardless of your rationale. Second, I know so many of us are frustrated and disillusioned that the court has taken something away that's so fundamental. I know so many women are now going to face incredibly difficult situations. I hear you. I support you. I stand with you. The consequences and the consensus of the American people, core principles of equality, liberty, dignity, and the stability of the rule of law demand that Roe should not have been overturned. With this decision, the conservative majority of the Supreme Court shows how extreme it is, how far removed they are from the majority of this country. It made the United States an outlier among developed nations in the world. But this decision must not be the final word. My administration will use all of its appropriate lawful powers. But Congress must act. And with your vote, you can act. You can have the final word. This is not over.
Thank you very much. More to say this in weeks to come. Thank you. Okay. There we have it. Thank you, Biden. Thank you. Yes, thank you. That's pretty powerful. That's the bullshit that's going on right now. That that doesn't that. Uh, hold on, I, I really I don't know where we at now. It's like what the hell is going on? It's scary, you know guys. We it could have. And I remember in the 2015, well, 16 election, you know, the campaign started earlier, obviously. Um, when people would bring up, uh, you know, Roe v. Wade is at stake. You know, look at you know uh, who's running. Uh, Trump versus. Um, Julia Child uh, presents. Julia Child presents. No, it wasn't Julia. <laughs> Trump versus uh, who do you, oh yeah Trump versus um, come on uh, uh, Clinton Hillary Clinton Hillary Clinton yeah. thank you not Julia <laughs> Child uh, <laughs> Trump versus I'd vote for Julia Child still um, but anyway um, <laughs> but anyway uh, and I I remember talking with some folks uh, I mean obviously didn't support Donald Trump. But um, people saying, you know, that, that Roe v. Wade is on the line. Roe v. Wade is on the line, and I'm like, no, it's not. You know, it's law. I mean, how, no, no, they can't touch Roe v. Wade. And, you know, it's in law since 1973. It's it's, it's a made a constitutional right. That's not going to happen. And man, was I wrong, and were so many other Americans wrong about about that. Now, you know, and, and putting Donald Trump in the White House in the first place was a grave mistake, and we're paying for it now in so many ways. Not not only not only in this decision, but in other ways as well, of course, which are making headlines around the world. But anyway, yeah. uh, what what a, what a mistake this man was. You know, scam artist. You know, uh, you know, every step of the way during his entire business career, scam artist, didn't pay his bills, stepping over people, lying. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Thank you, Don. Thank you, Donald. I Thanks for leaving. Scariest, I think mm-hmm. the scariest thing, Andy, is that this is just one right. Now, what's next? You know, what's next? I feel like they're yeah. just going to peel away the layers at at all the rights. If they could take away a fifty-year right, I mean, you know, it's just, exactly that's, that's a scary thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so we'll see what's going to happen. Like you said. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's not so <laughs> yeah, I mean, you think be... about it when, it, when Trump was trying to cause all these issues with the whole voting thing, they were trying to change the rights then as well. So, you know, it, like you said, yeah. it's going to be stripping back the layers one by one, and um, I don't see anything good coming. I really don't, and I hate to say that because I'm one of these people that tries to see the positive in the future or, you know, in the present moment, and um, I'm struggling to see that right now. And like I said, with everything we've just all been through these past few years, we don't need this bullshit on top of this. We don't. This is crazy. And it, you know, it's not helping the rest of the world see America as the, the powerful country that they were and respectable country that they were. Um, and that's why when you played that sound clip, Andy, it made me smile because that, that guy nailed it. You know? Yeah. Really did. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, it's sad. It's sad to see it happen. It really is. 
It is. And there's a song, a country song, Proud to be an American. Uh, the Republicans play a lot of their big conventions and so forth. And I was out back this morning thinking to myself, am I proud to be an American right now? With everything that's going on with this country. And even, again, starting, you know, Don, we put Donald Trump in office and look what's happening and look what's happening now. I'm, I'm not so proud right now. I've got to be honest with you. I'm not so proud to be an American right now. It's, it's almost embarrassing. Before well, you say that, Andy, let, let me look at my cameras, make sure I don't see no. Uh... <laughs> well, in all honesty, guys. Well, I'm proud, guys. Pride is. Uh, you're you're anyway, proud. I don't know. Uh, uh, he's full of shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I gotta admit, I as much as I love my country, I'm not proud to be British. There are many things about my country I don't like. I'm not gonna stand there and say, oh, I'm proud to be British, you know. But it's bullshit because I'm not proud to be British at all. Well, I'm not gonna stand oh, there, man, and, you know. A man, you remember you go. So, they're going to be waiting. What's that? <laughs> I said, you're going back, so they're going to be waiting for yeah, you. Yeah, they'll probably all be stood there with pitchforks, like, what the, what the, <laughs> you say on that show? We heard everything. We've taken it back for 300 years now. Yeah. See if Mexico wants you. We don't want you anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. It's pretty, uh, well, you know. What's going to happen in this country? Where are we going to go? We're going to have to. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think yes. shut up and drink your shit. Yeah. He's the Muppets running government. Can you imagine Miss Piggy and Kermit the Frog up there? That'd be amazing. <laughs> no, I no. I, I, I wonder. I, I wonder how JJ feeling, guys, since this happened. Uh, but 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 but. <laughs> yeah. I think. <laughs> I think we should bring back. Uh, I think we should bring back. Um, no, please. Oh, no, no. Elvis. We're caught in a trap. Aren't we, though? I can't walk out. Because I love you too much, baby. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay, he wants, he's for a round of beers. I'm buying. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> just just drain our sorrows. But just don't get too drunk. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> you know what's so funny? When you was talking about, you know, women, when, when you was talking about, oh, my man, the women, you know, they like to drink, and then they'll start drinking and start partying and then take it mm-hmm. out. I, I was thinking about Andy. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, in what context? Andy, like, drinking. Just one more sip. We're going to party. Yeah. We are. You are. Oh. Oh, I hear. We've got the mysterious stranger back on the line. Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. he's chiming in again. Yeah. He's chiming in. I know. He's chiming in. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, guys. I found it interesting. Uh, one of the things that Biden said about... Uh, each state, you know, some states it's still going to be legal, so you can travel to that state. Yeah. And I yeah. thought that's not always going to be easy for people to do. Say no, you're a sixteen-year-old girl and you're in Tennessee, but you have to go to Missouri to get an yeah. abortion. You know, I'm yeah. just using that as an right. example. It's not yeah. like you can just get in a car at 16 years old and drive to another state and get yeah. an abortion or, or an incest, state, state, uh, like incest or rape. Yeah. You know. That's right. And you know what's so crazy? Oh, well. 
I'm glad you brought that. Bad drive. Wait till another statement. Found out that it's closed down. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. I should imagine there's gonna be yeah. people going to actual other countries to get it done as well. You know? Um, it's crazy. It really is. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. I don't see people just getting in their car and driving 500 miles to another state or a thousand miles to another state yeah. uh, to get an abortion because that's not always financially or whatever well, I think, emotionally you'll be able to be able to do that. You, you, you know, know what else is know what started to happen, uh, folks in Texas now? What's been happening now is there's been a uh, influx of of women going to Monterrey, Mexico where they have uh, safe and, and legal abortion clinics, and, peop- and folks in Texas have actually been going down to Monterey um, for health care, for women's health care. Wow. And, um, and that's happening now. That, that's already started, not only going to another state, but going to another country. But the problem here is, um, at least as you said, um, is some folks can't just get up and go. Some folks don't have the money to get up and go. And, and I, I just wonder... If part of Biden's, you know, until November, and, and and hopefully November things are going to change. That's all we can do now. That's all we can do. But until that day happens, um, is Biden going to provide subsidy for women to be able to travel if they need to of lower income? Are they going to provide yeah. that? And they might step in and say, hey, you know, you know, we, 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 the hell with your state. We'll, we'll get you there. You, you want you want confidential and you want to, you counseling and the right. You want to make that decision with a physician and whoever else in another state. Then whatever that decision might be, but we'll get yeah. you there. You know, we'll, we'll get you there. And, and you know, yeah. yeah. Can you imagine if all the energy? Oh, two things. Let me back up a little bit. I heard this woman on pro life, uh, pro life, the head of pro life or something was on this morning, and mm-hmm. and they asked her, um, they asked her on NBC. Uh, Lawrence, uh, what's his name? Holt. I forget his name. He said, uh, "So what's your take on all this?" And and her immediate response is, "Well, it's it's a it's the right thing for all these living, breathing babies." And I'm like, "Living, breathing babies. We're talking about a bunch of cells that can fit on top of the pinhead, and you're t- calling this a living, breathing baby." That yeah. is not, you know, and, and that's what they do. They go out and they and they create fear and they show pictures and, you know, babies and pro-life. There's nobody who's not pro-life. Everybody's pro-life. Not about yeah. any pro-life. What is it? What's the opposite? If you're pro-life, that must mean that you're. If you're not pro-life, you must be what? You must be pro-death. Well, I, that's not the that's not the conversation, right? No. It's 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 pro-choice. Or you're not pro-choice. It's not pro-life or pro-choice. It's it's pro-choice or you're not pro-choice. So that whole conversation was skewed off off the wall anyway. But um, what was it going to say? What was it going to say, Amanda? Exactly. It's oh, not yeah. that these oh, yeah. mothers are going out there and murdering other people. You know, they're just trying it, it, to sort their bodies out. Exactly. And the other thing is this: Can you imagine if all the energy that was expelled discussing and promoting anti-abortion whatever was spent mm-hmm. in promoting? Uh, family planning, and, yeah. and let no let no child be unplanned. Exactly. Er, 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 let, yeah. let no child be an unwanted child. This is the root of the problem. It's getting to the root, not the actual cause. Exactly. Uh, uh, ah, outcome. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> the root, not the outcome. Exactly. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Ah. Can you imagine all the? Can you imagine the programs we put in place to facilitate, you know, confidential in some cases, family planning, birth control, use of birth control, safe sex, blah 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 blah. And that wouldn't that that what would that do? That would the conversation would be different right now. It would. Yeah, Yeah, there needs to be more structure in place for these things. But again, it just gets brushed under the carpet. 
the system's working fine as it is, there's not enough trouble in that area to address it or fund it or whatever. So, you know, we're just going to go to the end result, stick a Band-Aid on it, and we're just going to do that. Because that's the best and, and easy. I recently had sex with this guy. Yo. Oh, you did? calling in right now. Lines are lighting up like crazy with that last one. No, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, isn't it? It's like if you've got a toothache and it's a really bad tooth, you can't go to the dentist. The dentist's not going to say, okay, well, let's not pull the tooth you know, because the root is infected and we've got, we, we've got to get to the root of it and do a root canal and all that kind of stuff. Oh, no, we'll just spill it and put a, give you a little bit of medication. And, you know, it's going to happen again in another couple of months or so or whatever. You know, it's just you can't do it like that. Like that. Yeah. Okay. Bent over. Uh, <laughs> well, can, can somebody tell me what what did Clarence Thomas do? When? Uh, the dentist. Uh, since he was a part of the <laughs> sport. What, what, um, what, what, what did he say? What was his opinion on oh, it? Oh. Um, uh, yeah, I have that somewhere. I actually have what he said. Um, uh, he said, uh, oh, he said, I got it. Clarence Thomas, here we go, number three. Here it is. This is what he said. Nobody bakes a cake. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, no, actually, I do. Uh, here's uh, Clarence Thomas. Uh, here we go. Yeah. Oh my! Oh no! Wait, wait. Oh, you right. In his in his office. Oh, See, look, that woman's tooth is that bad. She needs it pulled out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I'm going to coach it. Oh, man. Yes. What a yeah. day. Unreal. Unreal. Hey, you know, folks, we're uh, we're going to be approaching July pretty soon as we spoke of uh, our last couple of shows here. And uh, a couple of things are going to happen in July. Oh, before I say that, it was brought to my attention this morning, Justine brought to my attention, that right now, if you look at at 5.15 in the morning, um, that specific time, or a little earlier, right around 5.15 in the morning, okay, right around 5.15, maybe a little earlier, you'll see Mercury, Venus, Jupiter, and Saturn aligned underneath this gorgeous crescent moon, all in line. It's amazing. No details. Right in line. Last night yeah. was the best, or this morning was the best to see it. Uh, whatever time it is, look it up. I'm sure you can find it on the internet. But uh, it's it's amazing. It's, you should see that. Anyway, but real quick, because we have to go. Um, in July, I know we have time. I just want to alert our listeners. Oh, and also want to welcome aboard United Arab Emirates is now listening to the show. So welcome Woo! over there. Welcome. Yeah. So, welcome, welcome, yeah. welcome. So real quick, uh, in July, Amanda's going back to UK. We will once again be uh, connecting UK and USA. And yes, because yes. she's going to be in the UK in eight hours ahead of me here in Los Angeles, California, we're going to make it a little more, uh, uh, you know, uh, docile for Amanda <laughs> to be able to join us on the show. Uh, and therefore, we'll be changing the time. So stay tuned I'm for sorry, that. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 
Anyway, yeah, that being yeah. said, we got 30 <laughs> seconds left. I want to thank everybody for joining us. Thank you, Lisa. This is a very, very sad day in America. This program is going to repeat throughout the weekend. I think we need to make that happen. And uh, yeah. Amanda, why don't you go ahead and take us home, and we'll see everybody next week. Okay, so uh, I'm trying to put some energy into this. On behalf of my wonderful co-host, Andy Kimball in California, Hollywood, myself, Amanda Lovin in the UK, Connor Butler, our amazing coordinator in the Delaware. Thank you for joining the show. I'm pissed off. Thanks for joining us. Okay. We love you. I'm sorry for this sad day. Take care. Join us again on the next show. Have a great weekend. You <laughs> better, everybody. <laughs> yeah, drink, and no, no, drink strong, Lisa. Drink strong, Lisa. Is yeah, right, Lisa? Lisa. Ah, Lisa. <laughs> and Lisa, thanks for coming on the yeah. show. Hey Lisa, how's no life problem, on the Nile? How, 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 how is life on the Nile been treating you there? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought it was the Savannah River. It wasn't the Nile. Oh, so well, no, I thought it was the Savannah River. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll be down Savannah River in a month. Oh. All right. Ooh. Cool. Hey. hey. Hey folks, I'm traveling starting this week, so I'll be out traveling around um, for almost two weeks now, but we will be doing the show and remotely as we've done before, we'll be in touch regarding that, guys. And um, But yeah, so so next two weeks, I promise interesting programming with a lot of fun here on the Andy Vander Show. We'll see you folks. Yeah. Take care. Bye, everyone. Good night, guys. Bye. Good night. Good night now. Bye. Bye. Bye.